0: Thank you for joining AJPGI and Liver Physiology for our newest podcast series, Got Guts? The Microversion, where authors address four key points of their paper. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, the producer of these podcasts, and I hope you enjoy this new series. My name is Jihan Benhamou. I'm an assistant professor in the GI division in the Department of Medicine at UCLA, I am a clinical hepatologist by training where I see patients before and after liver transplantation, uh, including those who have primary liver cancers um, and hepatocellular carcinoma, or HCC for short. I also have a basic laboratory where we work on understanding the mechanisms by which statins can be used as chemo preventative agents for HCC. And through the work of others, we've learned that the use of statins has been associated with a decrease in the incidence of HCC, but we don't completely understand how. And given the risks associated with the use of statins, even though they're very commonly used in the general population, um, there is now a concern that perhaps the risk of type 2 diabetes is increasing due to um, to their use. So our laboratory, which consists of me, um, Dr. Bo Quo, um, our other collaborators, including my mentors, Dr. Enrique Rosinger, Dr. Joseph Basenia, uh, and Arthur Crow, and Jim Sinnet Smith, um, have all been working on this project to try to understand how statins affect liver cancer cells. And one of the ways by which we opted to do this is to specifically target the yes associated signal transduction pathway or the YAP uh, pathway which works closely with TAS. And we know that YAP, TAS, has recently been involved in HCC pathogenesis, and this is something that's uh, being sort of paid attention to more closely over the past couple years. So what we did in this project is use liver cancer lines, human liver cancer lines, specifically two of them, and we treated them with different lipophilic statins, Um, ceruvastatin, which is no longer clinically used because it's so potent and had too many side effects, but sort of um, can be used as a proof of concept, and simvastatin, which is much more commonly used clinically. What we see is that treating the cells with these different statins um, caused the YAP, protein to translocate differently. Specifically, cells that were treated with statins had YAP mostly localized to the cytoplasm as opposed to uh, the control cells which had it mostly in the nucleus. What that means is that when YAP is in the cytoplasm, it no longer can act as a co-activator for transcription factors, and its downstream targeted genes are no longer active in the nucleus. And we do this several ways in the lab. We show um, the YAP localization by checking the protein level with Western blots. Uh, We also show protein localization using immunofluorescence and actually tagging YAP and looking at where it is in the the cell. Um, And we also check gene expression using quantitative qPCR of its uh, downstream target genes. So we found that uh, cells that were treated with statins had, again, translocation of YAP, but this was independent of the cholesterol metabolites, which is normally what we think of when we think of statins. These are used um, generally clinically to decrease cholesterol, and most of their effects are thought to be uh, from that. But statins actually have much more broader effects, or what we call pleiotropic effects, um, that we're sort of leveraging and taking advantage of in these experiments. We found that the actual structure of the cell changed with statin treatment, and we further looked at the cytoskeleton organization of these cells, by again, using immunofluorescent stain. These look really beautiful under the microscope when we use this phalloidin stain, which looks red. Um, And you can clearly see that the architecture of the cell changes, um, and the question really was, well, which metabolite in the mevalonic acid pathway was responsible for this? So using targeted approaches, both of pharmacological um, inhibitors of these different proteins or genetic approaches by using silencing RNA, um, we can clearly see that by going down the pathway sort of in a systematic uh, fashion and kind of giving these metabolites back one by one, that this mostly occurred at the level of uh, protein pernolation through um GGPP, which is another metabolite of the mevalonic acid pathway that's independent of cholesterol metabolites. So these beautiful experiments really show that once you start giving cells um, GGPP back with this uh, metabolite that's missing with statin treatment, then not only do you see YAP localization change, you also see that the gene expression goes back to its baseline, and you see the reorganization of the cytoskeletal structure. Uh, with these beautiful images. So our conclusions from these in vitro experiments are that statins are important, we know that clinically, but they also seem to play a role, um, and we show this in the laboratory, uh, by affecting YAP uh, protein localization. So what are the implications of this? I think this work shows that uh, not only that YAPTAS is important, in uh, hepatocellular carcinoma or using these um, HCC cell lines, but also that statins seem to have a distinct uh, targeting effect that does not include uh, cholesterol metabolites. So again, sort of the idea of using these commonly used drugs sort of as an off-target label, off-target effect that could be leveraged to decrease the incidence of HCC globally. So obviously this is in vitro, this is in a cell culture model, and we're really interested in looking at, um, you know, the cellular and biochemistry of these um, effects. But we need to expand this further, and another cell type that's really important, not only in liver physiology, but in liver cancer, is the stellate cells. And stellate cells are um, sort of thought to be the fibrotic cells of the liver, Um, There are these really complex cells that are quiescent, they're sort of quiet when they're not activated, um, that constitute about less than 10% of the parenchyma of the liver. Once they get activated through different stimuli, including viral infections, um, fat from fatty liver, alcohol, and other toxins, they get activated and change into these myofibroblast-like cells that um, secrete alpha-smooth muscle, which then leads to what we call fibrosis or scar tissue formation and ultimately cirrhosis, uh, which predisposes patients to liver cancer. So our next steps is including um, these cell types and studying them in uh, concert with these hepatocellular carcinoma cell lines to understand what the crosstalk or the communication between these two are. So this is really exciting time uh, for our laboratory. Um, This work that was published in AJP really is setting us off to a great start to thinking about other projects and how we can really help our patients down the road. So this work could not have been made possible without a lot of people, including uh, our funders. Uh, This work was funded by the CTSI at UCLA through an NCATS or NIH NCATS grants through the KL2 mechanism. Um, as well as the Veterans Affair uh, funding. Uh, and this work provided more funding opportunities. So we look forward to spending more time in the lab, uh, conducting these experiments, and really thinking outside the box on how to use statins for uh, chemo prevention in our patients living with cirrhosis. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our micro podcast series. To listen to our latest episodes, please visit AJPGI and Liver Physiology's homepage.